Hello, everyone. Welcome to um, episode four. I need to stop saying um. Episode four <laughs> of the L Girls with Allie and Mara. I'm Mara. I'm Allie. Uh, we recapped episode four, and honestly, like, this is the most excited we've been. Yeah, for an I thought, besides, like, the, the first episode of Generation Q, like, this is the most fun we've had watching. Absolutely. I and I think it rivaled the first episode. Yeah, I mean, the first episode, like, it had hype, you know? Like, we right, were waiting totally. 10 fucking years yeah. for it. But um, also, yeah, we, like, had a really good day today. We were, like, just roaming all over L.A. Yes. Started off, like, on the east side, Echo Park, Silver Lake, and then we, like, like maneuvered our way all the way to West Hollywood and yeah. Beverly Hills and, you know, Las Feliz and stuff. So it was really, we had, like, a fun time, just, like, record shopping and... Yeah. I bought three pieces of merchandise by <laughs> Miss Barbara Streisand today. Absolutely. So. Um, and it was just like a good time. So we had like a fun time watching the show as well. And I think we we're just a little bit more excited to recap this episode <laughs> than the rest. Cause yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. Last episode was boring. Yeah. We're not going to lie. We, yeah, it was boring. <laughs> we kind of struggled <laughs> to get through our own recap of it. So yeah, we were struggling through our own recap. I did not find myself funny at all. No. Um, <laughs> this either. time we're also drinking, yes. so we're having more fun. Yeah. Um, we went to visit High Tops. Yes. Um, where they host the weekly L Word watch, uh, watch parties. So we like got to see that. It was really fun. Uh-huh. Uh, but we did do our own watch party in the comfort of our own homes because yes. we're. 85 years old. Yes, we really are. So, yeah, we, we had a good day, and I think we were really excited to just, like, be back and wa- watching the show together, and so I guess we can just get started with our recap. Yes. Yes. Honestly, one of my favorite intros. Oh, my God. Like, truly. Yes, like, truly. <laughs> I, it's, it was a very good uh, opening sequence of the L Word, and it really took both of us back to... To old L word yes, vibes. It gave me what I wanted. First scene was bet in bed with Felicity, which we are stop s- it. Jennifer Beals is so gorgeous. She's perfect. Like, literally. Yeah, we're both blushing. Um <laughs> we are. But also, you know, me and you were I think we it's safe to say we're both bet and felicity supporters we are bet, bet and um, felicity supporters. we're like we're here for the drama and the lesbianism before anything else so <laughs> it is what it is um, so campaign op- optics <laughs> fuck that literally fuck it <laughs> i was like it's fake anyways um <laughs> but it's them like having sex in bed whatever it's the morning they're like in a hotel room Eating they're ordering room service, room service. Pancakes. Oh. um like felicity is telling her like she's a musical theater minor, and it I was like at Brown. Well, no, 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 at Howard. Howard, yeah. Um, and she was like, I had a boyfriend, but like I was only like dating him because I had a crush on his sister, and I was like, well, we've all kind of been there. Yeah. Um, and she wrote monologues about her and performed them. Yeah, that was yeah classic. Yeah, and like I think Bet Bet said something about like, oh, like I'm so happy, like I'm not in my twenties anymore, <laughs> which I will say is like actually really nice to hear, like older lesbians being like, I'm so happy I'm not in my twenties anymore, because the twenties yes. suck as no, a lesbian. So we at dinner at dinner today, Mara and I were talking. We we're like, I can't wait to be forty, but then when we're forty, we're gonna be like, oh, I don't want to be forty. <laughs> Yeah, I, so I, it was I, just I, like my whole my whole fear is I'll be forty and I I'm in my twenties like waiting to be forty, but the second I turn forty, I'll look back at it and be like, 
what the fuck was I thinking? My yeah. 20s were amazing. Yeah. Um, so that's my fear. <laughs> that's my trauma. But um, that was really funny to hear. But also, like, I think every lesbian I know is like, yeah, my 20s sucked. Yeah. Every single fucking I lesbian I know is I like, know. your 30s, like, is, is what a straight person's 20s are. Yeah, because your 20s is, like, what a straight person's high school. High school years are. It's so fucked up. It's It's messed messed up up in the head. I hate it all. But, and it goes from that beautiful scene to another beautiful scene of, like, Shane having sex with a woman. We don't really know who this woman is. Then we realize. Oh, my God. (laughs) We find out that. She wakes up, Shane wakes up from a dream. But as she's waking up, she says, I love you. So, it's Kiara, her ex-wife. It's motherfucking her, her Kiara. Soon to be ex-wife. Soon to be ex-wife. Whatever. Clearly they're like estranged. Yes. Um, but like my first comment when I saw that woman, I was like, is that Jennifer Lopez? <laughs> like, I was like, girl, is that J Lo? But also, she's fucking hot. Yeah, she's beautiful. We find out later what she looks like. Beautiful. She's beautiful. Stunning. Then Shane it goes, picks up her phone. We we realize that, that it is her birthday because she's looking at text messages. Yes. Which we wrote down. So we, like, we will be reading. This was beautiful. Yeah, we're gonna be reading the text messages that Shane received. Um, the first one was from like Angie, who didn't make an appearance this episode. I will yeah, say. she didn't make an appearance. I'm fine with it. Um, <laughs> she said like, "Oh, happy birthday, Uncle, Uncle Shane. Shane." I was like, "Oh, haha, funny joke." Um. The next one was from Helena. <laughs> Bitch. Bitch, where are you? Bring her back. Rachel she has Shelley. risen. Literally. Love Helena. She was like, happy birthday. Sending love from England. I was like, oh, so she's in England now. Got where it. Where is Peggy Peabody? <laughs> I would like to see her. I would like to see Peggy. Peggy Peabody is pegging Sarah Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank and you for, for the that end. One. I'm retiring. The podcast is over. <laughs> the podcast is over. Um, then like the second, the third one is like Alice, happy birth, like HBD, like exclamation points, and then grandma emojis. Three grandma emojis. Very happy about it. Yes, and also in Shane's phone, Alice's contact is A L, and then the lips emoji. C-E. Oh yeah. I was like perfect. I was like an intern did that. <laughs> like an internet that low like that was a mess <laughs> but um the next one was from tina tina and she said happy big 4-0 hope you got the delivery we're like what delivery bitch uh the next one is from bet that just says happy birthday exclamation point red heart emoji Very i was bet. like can you come up with something else Very, but it's so bad and then after that is floyd who no I don't know who the fuck Floyd is. And then Kiara, which, like, Kiara doesn't wish her happy birthday, but you see that old text that said, I love you, from last episode. And, like, my biggest question is, like, has Shane, like, not texted a single person since she, I know. Since she said, I miss you to Shane? Like, yeah. it doesn't make, like, it logistically doesn't add up. I'm calling them and on, right on their before that, right before that is a text message with Tess, but we don't see what the message is. We could just see her name. So, I'm calling it. That's, that's just poor, poorly edited. <laughs> Cuts to Finley having sex mm-hmm. with Rebecca. Yes. Um, then they're like, whatever, they're having a, an intimate moment. Uh, Rebecca goes, are you going to get over this Jesus thing? Like, 
can we move on from that? Yeah, can we? Can you? Um, can you basically accept me and keep having a relationship with me? Right, because she's like, I, I'm, I have feelings for you. So let's. This is getting serious yeah. now. Basically, Finley like ig- ignores the question because the doorbell rings, and it's like a delivery from someone, um, a gift for Shane from. Bet and Alice, and it's like a gift basket with right. cheese and wine or yeah. whatever. I didn't, was not paying attention to what it was, was lame. It. it was very lame, and also like Finley again with the fucking I'm broke. Was like this is also a gift for me. Ha ha ha. <laughs> it's like oh, okay, obviously yeah. it's not. So yeah. Um, so that happened. I think we're explaining it like it was anticlimactic. It was a very good opening, honestly. It was a good opening. Um, I very much enjoyed it. We I paused it a lot. We paused a lot. Which is a good sign. Right. When we pause, it's good. Um, And then it, like, cuts to Danny and Sophie doing their thing, like, waking up, also, mm-hmm. like, being intimate with each other. Yes. We pointed out that they... <laughs> they have... <laughs> they have these boob pillows. Yeah. Which... Which is very, like, Silver Lake lesbian. Yes. Where you... I can name you seven different stores on Sunset Boulevard in the Silver Lake Junction yep. area that, like... Mm-hmm. Sells those fucking boob pillows. We went to all of those stores today. <laughs> yeah, I like we visited them yes. today. So it it made me laugh. It was a wonderful little homage to the neighborhood of Silver Lake. Yeah. Um, and the lesbians that embody it and <laughs> live in it. Um, Finley ends up coming home, which is where like Danny and Sophie live. Uh huh. So it kind of like those two scenes like merge, and she's like talking to Sophie about feelings and she's like and Sophie asks like oh how do you feel about Rebecca and she's like oh I have this like swirly Swirly feeling right here and she's like pointing at her stomach and then Sophie's like that's love baby or whatever very cheesy very cheesy but also can I just say for a second their house sort of looks like a restaurant like it Uh, but I also think there's a lot of Silver Lake homes I know but but it's like very blue and it was the bar part is very much a restaurant. I'm like, that is, like, you could start serving food, and I would not question a thing. Um, yeah. I don't love the interior design of their home, uh, but I also don't have anything to add to it. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I suck at decorating, so. Yeah, me too. What? Oh, I thought you said yes, you do. No, I was like, no, no, me I was like, too. And she came for my throat. Period. <laughs> Whatever. It kind of like leads to um, Miss Alice Piazaki, which I will say, wow. we, if you listen to her, I think it was like our second or third episode. We talk about how good Alice looks in yellow. Yes. They like made a scene about how she looks good in yellow. She looks. And so good in yellow. And like cuts to fucking Alice like in like a yellow look. <laughs> and Shane makes a comment about it. And I was like, bitch, I said that last week. I literally yes. said that last yes. week. Wow. Um, so I was very happy to hear that. Um, also, it kind of sucks because I don't want to be predicting this entire show. But I know. I am. <laughs> um, it goes to like Shane throwing shade to Alice about what she's wearing. I think, are they at dinner or like... They're, like, at breakfast, right? Who knows their fucking schedules? But I'm pretty sure it's breakfast. They're, like, like at breakfast. Like, I love that these friends all meet for breakfast. Like, well, Shane doesn't really have a job besides, like, owning the the Wax, new right? yeah. restaurant. But Alice and Bet like, meet before they both go to work. Like, it's kind of, like, cute. Like, I love that friendship. Yeah, it's I always. love that friendship. It's very sweet. It's, 
reminiscent of the planet. Oh, of course. Um, back when like lesbians didn't have jobs in <laughs> West know. Hollywood. Like, imagine being able to like live in West Hollywood and like also be able to go to brunch on like a Tuesday morning. Yeah, imagine like going to brunch and then going, oh, I gotta go to the CAC. It's my job. The CAC. Yes, the CAC. <laughs> Throwback. Okay. <laughs> so basically, they're at like brunch, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and Alice and Bet bring up. Shane's 40th birthday they're like what do you want to do Shane's like girl I don't want to do anything Mm -hmm. I want to have drinks at my bar just us three done Mm -hmm. and like if you know Bet and Alice they agree but they don't really agree (laughs) so they were like okay sure whatever also in this scene Alice says that an LA Times reporter is going to be following her throughout the day to, like, write an article about her. Right. Um, so she wants to be seen as this, like, cool, fun, you know, person, whatever, as she is. Um, and she wants, she, she basically wants the article to be, like, Alice Piasecki is killing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because she kind of is killing it. I mean, it. she is. I mean, every single time she comes on the screen, I'm like, she's killing she's it. She's killing yeah. it. <laughs> so. Yeah, she's great. She is self-aware, which is very nice. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. And then um, when, when Bet enters the scene, Alice is like, where have you been? You look all glowy. And Bet is like, um, uh, well, she lies. And Bet says that she just saw Angie do something at school. Right. But she really just came from seeing Felicity. Mm-hmm. And then Alice says, oh, I thought you got laid. How long has it been? Like, a right. year? They're, like, roasting poor Bet for, like, not having sex. Also, like, not to be that person, but, like, a, a year is not that long. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's long, but, like, I've known worse. Yeah. Not me personally, but other people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, let him live, bitch. Let Miss Bet live. She got her heart broken by Tina. Mm-hmm. I was like, give It's fine. Tina. Even if it was a year, I respect it. Wow. So then... Uh, they exit the coffee shop that they're in and Alice is like wearing a backpack and Shane is like, what are you doing? And she goes, it's very hip. It's very hip. And, and just, she like, looked so cute. It. She looks cute. She it's looks great. very cute in the backpack. I mean, yeah. Miss Alice. Alice can do whatever she wants. She can wear whatever she wants and she looks it's fine wonderful. because Alice Piazeki is killing it. Period. Period. Um, so then, then we go to the bar, um, Shane's bar and it's called... Dana's. It's called Dana's. Bitch, we literally had to pause and cry. Yes, oh my god. And it's very funny because they're all wearing their sunglasses when she shows. Yeah, she's like, everyone, close your eyes. Close your eyes. One, two, three, open. And then we cannot see their facial reactions because they're wearing their sunglasses. They're wearing sunglasses. I was like, was there no one on that set that said maybe they should take the sunglasses off? And then after they do, but it's like the moment was... It's over. It's over. I was very annoyed about that, actually. Me too. And then <laughs> Bet goes, let's take a picture. And then they go to take a selfie. And then they put their sunglasses back yeah, on. Yeah, Alice makes a point. She's like, sunglasses on. I was like, yeah, that's a very 40-year-old woman thing to say. <laughs> and then and then Bet is like... Bet and she are like, oh, turn the camera around. Again. Ugh. Fucking old people. And then they take a selfie. They took a selfie, and they look great. They I mean, all look great. It's... That's, the, that's what makes me sad, because I'm sitting here making fun of these women for being old, and but... they they damn near look better oh, than I do. Oh my god, they look amazing. They look great. It's not even funny. It's not okay. Um, so then, that was a beautiful scene. Yeah, it was beautiful. I loved it. I freaking love Dana. I freaking love Dana. May she rest in peace. May she rest in peace. So we move on. Uh, we go inside the bar. 
And we get a scene where basically um, Lena and Shane sort of talk and go in the back. And basically what happens is that Tess is very jealous and, and sad. Like mm-hmm. she sort of ke- like is getting an inkling that something there's something goes, happening. Yeah, there's something going on. That's basically what happened. Is that really that all that That's happened? all that I have. That's like oh. all significant that happened. Yeah, okay. Um, then um, we cut to Bet and Danny on set for a campaign ad. Mm-hmm. And this scene, oh boy, this scene, I was very grateful because it reminded me of the old L word. Old, crazy plots of the L word. Yeah. It was so great. Which, let me just, like, preface, like, no one is saying that old L word was necessarily, like, with the times. Yes. Like, it was, it's deeply problematic and we're aware of of it. of course. But it's bad. It's so bad that it's good. Yes. And this is how we're approaching it. It's the camp classic that I want. It's campy. I want them to be campy. Like, I want it to be campy. Because it'll never be good. No. (laughs) So, so let it be bad. So let it be bad. And this is where, this is what I loved. So... Danny goes, did you get my email that I sent you? And and Beth goes, I, I didn't see it. I have not. It. So she goes to her phone. She picks up what she thinks is her phone. And she sees the background on the phone. It's Felicity and her, Felicity's husband. And she puts the phone down. And she goes, oh, I seem to have misplaced my phone. <laughs> my campaign. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, li- literally first of all, did you not check your phone the last five hours. I know. You went to, you went to brunch and you didn't check your phone once. Once. It, again, it doesn't make sense. It's not adding up. I don't it's buy it. It's hilarious. And then the moment after she says, I seem to have misplaced my phone, Danny goes, you know, Sophie and I once took each other's laptops to work and we got it mixed up. That's, that's like not the first thing you would say when someone yeah. misplaces their phone. You're like, oh, what happened? Where'd you leave it? Like, my brain doesn't go to, you took your... Your, your significant yeah. others, yeah. It's also, like, very funny, because they just love to, like, be like, did you forget I'm gay? <laughs> like, did you did you forget? Did you forget? Um, yeah. I kind of fucking love it, though. Oh, that was my favorite part. I literally was obsessed. Like, the look on on Bette's face when she sees the picture of Felicity oh, she is said, so funny. She literally was like, I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm fucked. Oh my god, I'm done. And so then Danny, this episode was full of Danny like yelling at Bet. And I was kind of here for it. Yeah, I was kind of here I for it. I was like, someone needs to put this bitch in place. So Danny was kind of like, Do you want me to take care of the situation? Bet was like said kind of well, like. Well, first she like openly confronted her, being like, Is it with Felicity? Oh yes. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. And and Bet was like, bitch, oh my god, yeah, it is. It's yeah. with her. <laughs> Um, like, oh, would you like a volunteer to go get it for you instead? Yeah, she was like, I'll go get it. Yeah, yeah, it was very messy. It was a very messy So Bette compromises and, and allows, obviously, Danny to go get, get it. Yeah. Um, so she's, I guess, like, Danny's en route to go get that phone. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, um, then we cut to Alice posing for the camera. Oh, that was actually a wonderful cut. That was amazing. It, it went from, like, Bette's really traumatized face <laughs> to Alice like posing like a like your 44 year old mother like, like for a like when you when you like put your camera to your mom and be like pose mom and she's like that's ah. what Alice looked like <laughs> and I loved it it was great she looked wonderful it was so funny so we go f- so we see Alice and then we see Nat and Nat's kids like in the like lobbyish area well, of the wherever they're they're at like Alice's workplace yeah. Um, you can tell it's, like, not really chaotic, but, like, 
it's the meshing of two worlds. Mm-hmm. It's Alice's work life, but, like, Nat and her kids are also there. And then eventually... Gigi, Gigi comes, comes in, in. yeah, and, and Nat's kids are kind of running all over the place. One of them's like, I don't want to take a picture, and Nat's like, I hear you. Very much like the therapist Girl, she if is. she says I hear you one, <laughs> one more time. And then um, one of the kids, the boy, like, runs away, and Gigi comes in with um, a bunch of clothing for um, Alice, because Alice, like, Alice makes a comment that I thought was so funny. She's like, I thought that they would have wardrobe come in, but they didn't. They didn't. So... Gigi came in and brought her clothes. Which, how, why? Why Gigi of all I'm people? wondering, are they Alice's clothes? Are they Gigi's clothes? Are they Nat's clothes? No, I was, I was like, thinking the same clothes thing. I was like, whose bring? clothes are you bringing? I mean, whatever, lesbians, they're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Nat goes to follow one of her kids. So Nat leaves for a second. And the reporter from the LA Times walks up to Gigi and Alice, and asks a question as if they were together. Like, how has Alice changed since you first got together? Something like that. Mm, yeah. And they were, ve- and that was very much old L word. I loved it. Very much like, oh, we're not, we're not, a, we're not, no. we're not scissor sisters. <laughs> we're not scissoring. No, we're not. <laughs> not yet. Mm, period. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> not yet. Nat comes in, Nat comes in, and they're like, oh, this is my girlfriend. And then, um, uh, the reporter asks about how do you maintain a healthy work like healthy work life balance, and Nat goes, "I'm not sure we do." Yeah, and, and Alice, Alice is clearly annoyed. Yeah, she was caught off guard by that. Yeah. I think, I think because Alice has that mentality of like, which I don't necessarily relate to because I think Alice and I and me personally are polar opposites of characters. Um, but she was very much like happy-go-lucky mm-hmm. like I everything is wonderful all of the time and like even if it's not like mm-hmm. we're gonna act like it is because eventually it will be whereas Nat was like yeah but it's hard and it there are like our schedules never work and this and this and this and so Alice was caught off guard by that and she was like oh wait what yeah. you know she was kind of caught off guard by the truth she wanted it to be like yeah it's hard but we make it work yeah i mean again alice is a a talk show host so she's good at like having a personality oh yeah whereas nat is a therapist so she's good at being honest yeah (laughs) so it was really funny yeah so we cut from that scene to um danny walking to go inside of a car to meet felicity Mm, yeah and Danny stares at Felicity, and then Felicity gives her the phone, and she just gives her this look. Yeah. That was so disapproving. It was so... There was just so much going on. And um, we get this sense... You know, she's basically... Danny's basically telling Felicity, like, you're ruining Bet's um, campaign. Campaign. You're ruining her. Like, so much is on the line, and you're sort of ruining it by being in this relationship with her. Right. And then Felicity starts beginning to say, like, you don't understand what it's like for me. Like, I still work at my job, and people think that... And she that, works in as, like, a government agent, so... Yeah, she's like, people think that I got my job because I fucked my boss, and that's not the way it is, and blah, 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 blah. Um, so Felicity is clearly struggling with the aftermath of everything that's happening. Right. And um, Danny says, this... Like, Danny doesn't give a fuck. Danny's like, <laughs> this could end her. And then Felicity says, but I love her. And then... And then Danny says, I wish the world were different, which 
okay, this is not, like, a lesbian issue. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, but I was, I, that did bother. I thought it was just me, and then we both talked about it. No, and we were like, that no, was fucking a man. It would was still her, be the her, same. Who Someone who worked under her, who was married, it would be the same. Yeah. If anything, that one would be, like... That storyline would never leave the press, mm-hmm. you know. Like, yeah. not that like lesbianism is like easily forgotten, but I, I think the way that the L word is specifically portraying it is like, the the press had already forgotten. Yeah. Which like, if it were if Bet were fucking a man, it would this would be so different. I like uh, yeah, I honestly think so. Be- yeah. So I think that was a poor choice of writing. Yeah. Um, not to be a critic, but um, I just thought. Not everything has to be a sexuality issue. Uh-huh. A lot of things are, but not this specific thing. But not thing. this yeah. specific issue. Yeah. For sure. So then it cuts to Alice, Sophie, in the writer's room of mm-hmm. her show, and, like, the shitty white man that we all hate, who is now also a writer on the show, Ugh. walks in. He's like, I'm gonna pitch some things to you. But before he does, Sophie asks Alice, um... Are you going to ask this specific candidate that you're bringing on to your show about... Yeah, she's bringing on Bet's uh, competition, basically. Competition, yeah. And she's... Sophie is asking Alice, are you going to ask him about his lack of diversity in his staff um, and also the way he's approaching his politics? And um, Alice is basically like, yeah, if I can, I'm totally going to do that because uh-huh. Alice is Alice. Yeah. Um, hard-hitting inappropriate questions i love it totally and she like throws shade at like jimmy fallon which yes. i have i have nothing against as Jimmy Fallon. she should literally as she should i thought it was so funny she's like well if i don't ask it who is jimmy fallon and i was like <laughs> bitch you're right again it to keep up with the theme of hating ellen <laughs> we just we pick a different a different issue every time and <laughs> ellen would never ask these hard-hitting questions and instead ellen brings on the homophobes she's a fun palatable lesbian she's a fun palatable lesbian a billionaire but still a fun pal- palatable lesbian anyways the shitty white man comes into the picture he comes mm-hmm. into the scene and he's basically like i have some things to pitch and he ends up pitching um like, all of these bad questions of, like, talk about your childhood and talk about your high school superlatives. Um, and then clearly Alice is very upset about that. Mm. She's like, I don't need to ask about his superlatives. Like, I clearly don't give a fuck. Um, and he's like, I thought you wanted to be a pop icon. <laughs> and first of all, instead of saying pop icon, they should have said gay icon. Yeah. I was like, you mean gay icon, right? Like, because a pop icon... Is a gay icon. A gay icon? Yeah, right. They are one and the same. Um, But then, basically, she goes, well, superlatives, high school superlatives don't make a pop icon, so, like, fuck you. It's, I love how openly hateful they are to that man. It is, it's beautiful. Also, what Finley does next is openly hateful. Finley comes in and gives a coffee to Alice and Sophie, Mm. and then, and then the, the man, like, he like, gives her orders, his order, yeah. and then she goes, uh, yeah, and leaves, and he goes, she's not gonna give me that coffee, is she? Right. And obviously she isn't. Which right. is kind of, like... I I don't know how realistic this is of, like, workplace environment. Oh, no, not just, realistic. Just because, like, But again, if, if the L word is the utopia. <laughs> right. We're allowed. We're allowed. I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know a world where a PA could openly, like, dismiss her boss and not be fired. Also, the her job, like, she's a PA, but she also invited. She has such a weird role. Weird role in because, this yeah. because also in the like in the first or second episode, uh, yeah, it was the first episode. Alice was like, "Oh, I'll send Finley over to to." Build, build your, your bed, yeah. basically. And then she she says, um, Finley is in charge of um, making the guest list for Shane's birthday party. Oh, yeah. this It, it was... We don't know who Finley... Like, what role Is she Finley a PA plays. or is she Alice's personal assistant? Is that what a PA is? <laughs> no, PA is production assistant. I don't know, girl. I don't know. It, but I, maybe... <laughs> very confused. Literally... Is Alice an abusive boss? Maybe. <laughs> but also, as, like, someone who has been a PA on sets, like, that's not how we get treated. But I'm like, I've never been a PA on a lesbian set, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyone want to invite me? I'm, I'm, I'm ready to be hired. <laughs> yes. I have a resume and all. Um, but that was a wonderful scene, because it was very hateful towards men, and I'm so happy about that. Um, then... Oh, wait. Before we switch scenes. Before we switch. Beautiful. I think very... I don't want to say rarely, but there are moments in this show that the writing is actually so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And there was a little exchange between Sophie and yes, Alice yes, yes. where you can tell that Alice was a little bit, um, she was a little bit hurt by the role she's playing in creating a dialogue as a queer woman. And she was kind of questioning things. And Sophie turns to her and is just like, incremental change. And I think that is, one, a really beautiful statement. And then Alice's response was just a simple... I know. Yeah, and I thought that was so beautiful. Just because I think we're always looking at ourselves, especially as, like, women. And then and then if you're a queer woman, you're constantly being like, what am I doing to change this dialogue? Mm-hmm. What am I doing to help my community? What am I doing? What purpose am I serving in this community, in this world? And you're constantly feeling like a failure, and you have to sit there and remind yourself, incremental change. And I thought that was really beautiful. I yeah. I, I thought that was a, a beautiful scene. Um, and I, not that I wanted them to elaborate on it, I thought it was beautiful as it was. Yeah, there, it was it was understood between her and, between Alice and Sophie, and right. that's what I liked about it. It was, it was just a look, it was just the two words, and they both understood exactly what what that meant right and they were like okay cool and it was great so then it cut to um danny and bet and danny is yelling at bet about the decisions she's making as a person Uh um especially as a politician she's like are you gonna be with felicity or are you gonna be a politician because you can't have both and she's being quite upfront about it and Bet is like, well, you clearly had to cover up some bigger messes for one, you're working for your dad, so why are you having trouble with this? Danny is like, oh, I was numb while working for my dad. Yeah, there was a weird, weird line. She was like, I was numb then, but I'm starting to feel things now. Oh, I hated like, that. Now that I know you, oh, God. Like, I hated that. Even if you're feeling that, you would never say that to your boss. Like, that's such a weird thing to say. It simply doesn't make sense, and I hate it. But whatever. Um, I didn't like that exchange at all, but I think what Danny said after that was fucking brilliant. I thought it was hilarious. Basically, <laughs> Bet is clearly feeling 
called out by Danny. Oh my god. And Danny goes, is this your MO? You do something great and then you fuck it up? That's Bet Porter in a sentence. It was wonderful. The mm, mm. Janie knows her for two seconds and clocked her. Clocked. It was wonderful. It was so good. Um, and Bet was like fucking shook. She didn't know how to react. I think no. she. I think her reaction was like it was so good. I think she was like, "Keep your voice down." Yeah, she said like it, the way she says it is ingrained in my mind. Keep your voice. Down. down. Oh. <laughs> I was like, better than The Godfather. <laughs> Marlon Brando, quit acting. Jennifer Beals is taking over. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed she is. This is it the was... Jennifer, Jennifer Beals renaissance right now. I know, we're laughing, but actually we were crying during this scene because <laughs> then Danny asks, why the fuck are you running then? Because if you're this careless, like, why are you running? As we're all asking since day one. Literally, like, but why are you doing 99% of the Because it's not doing? because of Senator Dana Delaney. <laughs> Stop going back to I'm Senator sorry, Dana. I will never forget it. It was wonderful. It was a good. It was a good time in the early days, but this is where this is where I got emo, and this is where me, like as a Pam Greer fan, as a as Kit being my favorite L word character. <laughs> Shut up. She was. <laughs> I love Kit. Like we find out that the reason that Bet is running for mayor is because Kit Porter, her sister. Died of a heroin overdose. And, um, we called it, but I'm also crying. Like, yeah, like, that really, (laughs) we're just literally crying. She's crying in the studios, baby. No, I mean. It's not funny. (laughs) It's, um, yeah, I, it really, it's. I miss Kit. I miss Kit a lot. I thought she, I mean, I. I'm not lying when I say she's one of my favorite characters. She's genius. She's, like, the most complex character ever to be written on screen. Especially (laughs) as a straight woman. (laughs) Literally. I have never... I've never identified with a straight woman, but I identify with her. You identify with Kit Porter. I identify with Kit Porter. Um, The the heroin overdosing, R&B singing, 55-year-old It's so sad because she... Could have written her as to be like on on a farewell tour. Yeah, they, they it was an active it was an active choice to have killed um, Kit Porter. Yes, it really was. Uh, which I'm upset about. I'm sure she said no to being in the revival, but you didn't have to kill her. Uh, they were like, okay, so you'll die. Literally, you say no, you're dead. It was very much cut the cameras, dead ass. <laughs> cut the cameras. I was fucking pissed. I was so sad. They killed. They killed Kit. Whatever. I'm not gonna cry. I'm not gonna cry. But the whole gag is, is that the reason Bet is clearly in love with Felicity is that Felicity was there for her when Kit Porter died. So we get I, a little. I would have liked to see it. I would have liked to see it. I mean, it's one thing to say things. It's another to show them. <laughs> I, I would have liked to see it. I would have liked to see... I, whatever. That's asking for the That's impossible. asking for another five seasons of The L Word. Literally, why was The L Word canceled Why was it canceled? <laughs> Let's talk about that. No. Why isn't it like Grey's Anatomy, like, a million seasons? Like, I would... 17 that's what seasons I would like. later. Literally. Lesbians mm. deserve a soap opera. 
We, we do. This is this whatever. Is this is different. Anyways, it kind of um it was it died the scene died out. It was great. It had its heartfelt moments. The scene died out. Danny walks out. Me and you both talk about how we hate Danny's outfits. Yeah, they're I feel like she's wearing the same outfit every single time she appears in a scene and she's not. It's just a different high-waisted pant and blouse. And like, yeah. But they're all not the cutest. They're all from Marshalls. Yes, she has so much money, and she it looks like a Marshalls, like a Ross yeah. Well, I don't think she does have so much money. Well, her she? dad does. That's true. Well, so she just looks like she shops at, like it's a Ross commercial. She said, Ross, dress for less. Dress for less. Don't sue us. Um, <laughs> then it cuts to Alice's talk show, you know, our favorite, because the La Tigra is playing. Yes, Decepticon, um, once again. Decepticon, but the fucking shitty white man candidate Ugh. is on the show. So it was like, Decepticon, but ew. <laughs> um, and Alice is very, like, is obviously not happy to be there. She's not really down to be interviewing this man, but she is. Wait, I, I do have to mention her outfits, because every time we cut to her show, I'm, like, very excited about her outfits. And this one was very interesting. And again, she can wear whatever she wants and it's like, I'm totally fine with it. What was she wearing? It was like bluish and gold. I, I honestly Oh, she was wearing it. like a striped blouse, right? No, 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 no. It was like some kind of cool print. I don't know how to describe it, but it was very cool. Do your best. <laughs> I don't really know if I remember it. <laughs> I just know it was like tealish blue and like bits of like metallic. Okay. I don't remember it at all, but well, I um, loved it, and that's all and that's all you need to one. know. So watch the episode <laughs> to see what Alice wears. Um, but I, whatever the interview was kind of boring. But he said she talk brings up oh, there's God. like a dialogue about how Alice needs to talk about this candidate's like horses and how he grew up with horses. Yeah, which, the the white man in the writers' room was basically like. You should talk about his horses growing up, whatever. Yeah, like, ask about the horses, which is, like, very typical candidate vibe, right? Especially when it's, like, humanizing a candidate. Right. He had horses growing up. Like, (laughs) as if that's, like, a regular, (laughs) relatable. Like, yeah, I had horses. Like, bitch, no, you didn't. Yeah, yeah, growing up in Los... Like, voting for a Los Angeles mayor. (laughs) Whatever. Where'd you fucking grow up, bitch? Um, anyways, he brings, she brings up the horses and essentially he says, I named my horse Harriet after Harriet Tubman. They pan to a couple people of color in the audience. They give each other looks. They pan to Sophie. She's She's very concerned about what's going on. Alice is clearly aware of the what this statement is going to mean and she's ready to call his bluff because clearly you didn't fucking name your horse after harriet tubman <laughs> you 55 year old white straight man yeah you didn't do it so so she asks would you say harriet tubman is a feminist which she fucking was obviously and um instead of just this is an easy question i didn't realize i mean not that i didn't realize but i didn't think that feminism was like so dirty he's basically like avoiding he's dodging that question and as and alice instead of being like okay i'm gonna catch your cues i'm gonna move on she goes well are you a feminist i love alice Piazeki. period alice pizaki's killing it alice pizaki's killing it Can I get the headline? she's doing what ellen won't do exactly and essentially she asks him if he's a feminist he's just he's basically like um 
cut the cameras. Like, <laughs> yeah, he turns it around to bet. And he was like, well, your friend, Bette Porter, identifies as a, as a feminist, and she has very questionable, like... Beliefs yeah. and, and choices. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, I'm sorry, feminism and then fuck-ups have very little to do with it. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm allowed to equally fuck up as you. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but basically, and Alice essentially says that. She's like, well, she owned up to her mistakes, and we all make mistakes. I fucking trust her. Yeah, which, number one rule when it comes to Bet Porter, don't trust Bet Porter. Don't trust Bet Porter. Rule number one. We don't trust Bet Porter, but Alice does, and that's okay. That's going to be really sad, because Alice is going to get fucked over. Alice says it on her talk show. She says, I fucking trust her. And, you know, obviously that's going to come back to, to, like, she's going to Alice, gonna yeah. Find out. It's going to come to bite her in the ass. I mean, it sucks. Because it says that she moved on, and clearly, I mean, the episode started with Bet Having sex with Felicity. Yeah, it sucks, but also, I love that it's a show of women supporting women. I love it! Um, But basically, Alice, then, she's like, okay, I get the gist. You've already made a fool of yourself on my talk show, especially when the watchers of her talk show are probably women. They would be people like us watching her show. It would be, like, women of all ages watching, and then... I'm hoping that she's eventually trying to attract women of color. Yeah. Because I will, I'm not going to fucking sit here and act like talk shows are catered to women of color. Usually they're incredibly, like, white-oriented. And I think they're trying to create a dialogue where she's, like, trying to move beyond that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she gets the gist. She's like, okay, back to your fucking ponies. Like, let's talk about your horses. (laughs) Um, The scene ends, essentially, of, like, we're all happy because Alice roasted this shitty candidate. Um, Wow, I love her. It's wonderful. And I think, like, the LA Times writer was really impressed by her. Yeah, she doesn't hold back. Yeah, it was a very cheesy, cheesy ending to the scene, but that's okay, we'll ignore it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It gets to Danny and Sophie in the bathtub. Oh, okay. Yeah, so so uh, Sophie's taking a bath, and Danny walks in, and Sophie's like, no, like, I'm mad at you. Um, and Danny ends up getting in the bath with her. Yeah. And Sophie just misses Danny. She wants her, she wants, Sophie wants Danny to miss her as well. Yeah, they're just talking about their, like, relationship problems, and it's very typical stuff. Then we kind of get a little bit of exposition on Sophie and Danny and, like, how yeah. they met. Uh-huh. They met at Akbar. I was like, <laughs> hey, shout out to Akbar. I fucking love Akbar. It's, like, one of the oldest gay bars in Silver Lake. It's wonderful. You should check it out. Um, <laughs> gay bars are a dying art. But I was very happy about that. But also I was like, bitch, what lesbians hang out at Akbar? No lesbians hang out at Akbar, but that's okay. Um... But essentially, we found out that Sophie had a girlfriend at the time she met Danny, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, makes Danny question Sophie's motives yeah. and, like, are you, you were so easy to leave your girlfriend, how easy will it be for you to leave me? Yeah. So that was w- Danny opening up, in yeah. a sense. And I actually sort of liked this scene between them. No, so did I. I thought it was great. Because um, they... I don't know what it is, but the scenes between them sort of usually bother me. But <laughs> this one, I I I I did enjoy a lot. I thought it was very yeah. Nice. I thought it was good, and then it, it became really cute and sentimental. Yes. Um. Essentially, Sophie gets up and 
from the bathtub, goes to the room, grabs the ring, uh-huh. um, presents it to Danny, and is like, this was the my great-grandmother's ring, yeah, and I want you to was, have it. And I loved that that moment was bred out of such vulnerability between both of them. It was very cute. Yeah, I also love, like, that the exchange of rings was happening at a more authentic moment than, like, what a specific, like... Like, a straight person would do it at, like, a very staged moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was really cute. It was, they were emotionally vulnerable, they were physically vulnerable. It was just very, very cute. I loved it, yeah. And then we said, cue King Princess. Okay, and I would like to say, about ten minutes before this started, I said, how much you want to bet King Princess is going to be in an episode of this? But, of course, she's not in it. Yet. Yet. She might she might, she might appear somewhere. Maybe on Alice's show as musical guest. I don't know. It's just a, it's just a it's just a thought. But of course her music plays during the scene. Indeed. Indeed. It was it was great. I I love I didn't love King Princess, but I now I love King Princess because that song was really fun. I met King Princess at the Troubadour. She was cool. Great. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. Um, <laughs> then, uh, whatever, like, Danny's like, I have a ring for you, too. They, like, exchange rings. Very cute. Cuts to Bet and Shane. Bet is cooking. Oh, my God. I loved this scene. No, it was such a good scene. Bet is cooking. Shane is, like, smoking pot. And then, literally, Bet goes, let me hit that. <laughs> let me hit that. Let me hit that J, bitch. I was like, who, Miss Bet? That's what Shane said. That's what Shane said too. She's like, you're okay. You're, mayor. you're running for mayor, but okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, essentially, I mean, I didn't watch. We Ben did not take a single hit of that like joint though. Like she she, took, she like, had it in her hand the entire scene. She maybe took two. I we feel like didn't. She took I two don't minutes. remember seeing her take a hit once. Anyways, well, she gets very high apparently. Yeah. Yeah, but the literally quote of the fucking, like, season, I want to say. I'm going to call it. Quote of the season. Quote of the season. What is it? Miss Bet goes, did you ever think you would be spending your 40th birthday with a middle-aged lesbian with no chance of sex? Oh, my God. Bitch, hold up now. I was, call- was, I, was called- I was I was called, called out. out. I was called out. <laughs> I spend a lot of my time with middle-aged lesbians and then have no chance of sex. sex. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. Well, we were called out by Eileen Shaken. Eileen, Eileen, I want to thank you and yeah, that was representation. That was that was my As representation. Co- <laughs> Just the quote: middle-aged lesbian with no chance of sex. <laughs> And we're mad. And we're mad. It's fine. But that was... Oh my god. It actually made me... This scene was so fucking funny. Essentially, this is where uh, Shane tells Bet that she's kind of fucking up the bar situation because she had sex with um, Lena, who was fully committed Mm -hmm. in a relationship. Mm -hmm. And Bet... Shane is expecting Bet to be like, to be like, oh my god, how dare you? You're fucking up this relationship. But instead, Bet... You don't go to Bet when you cheat on someone. Because Bet is going to make you feel like you are the person in the right. Well, well, essentially, Bet isn't, though. Like, Bet fucks up and pretends like she doesn't fuck up, though. Like, Bet will shame you for the same things that she's done. No, that's what I mean. But, But when it comes to Shane, she was like... We're all human. It's yeah. <laughs> she basically she was like, we cheat on people, and that's we're, just part of humanity. 
period. <laughs> I was like, maybe. Maybe she's a, like, polyamorous goddess and we just never realized. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And I respect it. I respect it. I don't know if I could personally identify with it, but I know people who, I know people who can. But that was really fucking funny. And then, of course, like, typical middle-aged woman thing to say. Not woman, but, like, usually woman. Where it's like, this pot is really fucking strong. (laughs) And then she goes, is it sativa? I was like, who wrote that shit, bitch? Because in the year of 2019, we all know strains don't matter. Um, Oh, my God. It it just made me laugh. I was like... And then the next question that Shane asked is, like, like right from that is your fucking, um... Felicity. Felicity. Your like, fucking Felicity. Like, Miss Shane knows. She's like, oh, I can, I can read you. Yeah. Um... Which I love. I love that they're both like, yeah, we, we fuck up. Well, because the whole... The, the problem was, like, they had written Shane of, like, yeah, I'm a homewrecker. Like, that's my personality. Whereas, like, Bet was more of a homewrecker than Shane was. Oh, yeah. But Bet had, like, reputation and, like, she had prestige. So no one ever really questioned yeah. it. Whereas Shane Bet finished like, high school and Shane didn't. And that was basically the difference between yeah, two. Yeah, Bet has, like, a fucking master's degree yeah. from Brown and Shane is, like, a high school dropout. So they're yeah. like, Shane equals bad. <laughs> and we're like, what? But now they're on equal footing. Oh, I love it! It's finally happening, you guys, 20 years later. Um, and Bet is, like, confiding in Shane and is, you know, telling her that she feels like she's fucking up constantly. And another really, really emotional moment where Bet starts to quote Kit. Stop and it. Like, I'm, tears are going to shoot out of my eyes. <laughs> and, like, if you've seen the earlier episodes, this specific quote that that happens um really touches your heart because it's something that kit would say all of the time uh especially as someone who was messing up all the time and who was really having a tough time surviving um and i think she said basically what she said was girl because <laughs> girl because <laughs> that's what kit always said girl she like prolonged that girl and she was like you gotta love the life that you live and live the life that you love and i was like fine if i had to if i had to stick to one shitty quote that's the shitty quote i'll stick to because she's right can't it's a cliche and i'll take it it made me sad just kit was just so fun and supportive and like Kit was literally the best character. I'm not lying. She was so good. I love Pam Greer so much. Um, but at this point, Bet is really stoned. Um, and she gets up. Like, Wait, do you remember when Kit almost killed Don Denbo? Who? My lover, Cindy. She, like, had a gun and she was gonna, like... She had a gun? Yeah, there was, like, a scene where she was, like... Like contemplating, I, I never understood it, but she had a, she would like looked at the gun and then like I don't thought about recall. yes she like contem she was contemplating like killing robbing her. or killing or something Don Don Denbo of, I know the she bar I didn't know her last name because it's Don Denbo and my lover Cindy <laughs> oh my god I'm sorry I'm a bad L word fan I guess no I just like rewatched it recently that's why I'm like that makes me laugh so fucking hard though um, anyway. 
Nothing to do with the season. We're Nothing just on Denbo in 2019. <laughs> Living in Catherine Keener's basement. <laughs> no one's going to get that joke. But Google it. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Um, that was actually a really touching scene. That was very touching. Time. And, no, like, I'm great. just trying to say, like, where is 20? Bitch, we're, like... TikTok, TikTok, we're almost 2020, and there's not a Shemar, bitch. Where is Shemar? I want to have a lesbian bar where we're all, tur- like, r- like wrestling in Turkish oil. Oh, my God. Yeah, we walked around West Hollywood today. Today. It, name one lesbian. Like, one woman. For a dollar. For a dollar. Name a lesbian in West Hollywood. They don't exist anymore. It's literally just, like, Mickey's WeHo taking over the fucking block. And, like, 8,000 different, like, stores that are selling, like, butt plugs. (laughs) Yeah, it was a sad sight to see. And, like, whatever. No shade. I don't care. Like, gay men also deserve their spaces. Oh, they deserve their spaces. It's just... They're taking all of the spaces. Where... (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm mad. Where are the women's spaces? I would like like to see it. Whatever. Back to the show. It cuts (laughs) to Bet being like she's very stoned at this point as they want us to think and she goes up to the dinner table and like smells the flowers and is like playing like she's literally talking to the flowers and is like oh these are so beautiful whatever the fuck shane comes up and she's like oh yeah tina gave those to me she (laughs) sent them over and uh that is like of course she did she always had really good taste which I was like, did she? Did that? Her favorite movie was, ever. Was what? Catch 22. When did they say that? There was a straight man that she was flirting with at some point from the movie studio. And he was like, I got you this movie poster. I thought you'd like it. And she was like, how did you know that's my favorite movie ever? Catch 22. Catch 22 was her favorite movie. A queer woman's favorite movie was Catch 22. Catch 22? Who wrote that? I'm sorry. I'm, and I, I, they said assimilation. Assimilation at its finest. Anyways, essentially, it's just <laughs> another reference to Tina. I'm, I keep keep bring him on. I, I keep, bring him on. Him I on. know she's gonna show up. I know she's she, gonna show up. If Laurel Holloman shows up in some, from some hallway, like, like shrugging and gasping, I will be very pleased. Indeed. Then, basically. Cut, it's like in the same setting it cuts to Shane being like laughing and also very stoned being like oh my fucking god I just got divorced on my birthday because she signed it was really she I signed the divorce papers yeah. um which they talk about how Shane loves Kiara and she's like I love her but I don't want kids with her yeah. because I don't want to raise these kids which we find out that Kiara is a musician um, Apparently. She, yeah. Because she says, I don't want to raise him while she's on tour. So then it it's, you see Bette, like, rushing out of the house. She's like, oh, fuck, we're going to be late. Alice is going to kill us. We're like, oh, late for what? Ha, ha, ha. We kind of know what's going to happen. Essentially, it leads to the surprise party that they are throwing for Shane, mm-hmm. which a bunch of strangers are invited to. Yeah. And and Shane goes, who are all these people? After they say surprise and, oh, wait, great, right, whatever. Shane goes, who are all these people? And Alice goes, Finley had a little fun with the guest list. Again, what is Finley's job? Again, we have no idea. But Alice, being her cute little self, was playing the part. Adorable. Um, and, it and again, ca- she looks so good. Every time she comes on the screen, I'm like, 
She's killing it. She's killing it. I, <laughs> I, I would, I would subscribe for, to Showtime if they would just literally send me an email of pictures of Alice Pizaki. That was the entire. That was <laughs> the email of pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like or like an entire episode of just like Alice. I would That's like an it. episode of Al of Alice of the Alice. talk show. The name on everyone's lips. That's her tagline. That's, that's her tagline. I was like, did you come up with that? No, you didn't. Chicago the Musical did. Okay. <laughs> Fuck Chicago the Musical. <laughs> so I grew up with Chicago the Musical. Okay, good for you. Like, I love Catherine Zeta-Jones, but, like, we can move on. Because <laughs> um, more importantly, it cuts to the sh- slideshow. Oh. Yeah, a beautiful slideshow of the old Elward cast. Posed yes. as, like, the actual L-word okay. characters. Yeah, they show pictures of Tina is, is in there. Tina's in there. Dana's obviously in there because the the bar is called Dana's. Mm-hmm. But there's a picture of Shane in... Okay, and I think it's in, it's in the pilot of the L-word. Yeah. Where Shane wears this, like, the infamous vest where it's oh, just, like... It's so sexy. It's so sexy. And she's, like, walking and, like brushing the the leaves on a fence and like yeah. walks up to Tina and Beth's house but there's like a screenshot from that scene in this yeah cuz it was like posed as a slideshow that like Alice and Beth had made for Shane as friends but it's obviously it's so obvious <laughs> it's that they so were just funny. screen caps from the earlier um yeah. Seasons and or like, like behind the, the scenes, scenes. Yeah. yeah. But whatever the fuck, I don't care. I would, I'd love to see it. Oh, it was my it. favorite part. I would like to see the entire slideshow. Someone send me the PowerPoint presentation. Literally, Eileen Shaken, you know where to find us. Send us that PowerPoint, girl. <laughs> um, at the lgirls at gmail.com. <laughs> but that was great. Then it kind of so many things are happening at this party. Yeah, every single person is at this party. Like yes. everyone in the show is here. Yes. So it cuts to which I actually very much loved because I was sort of missing that from the other episodes. Like yeah, you mentioned that last yeah, time how everything was used to be so interconnected. And yeah. Here's where I got that again, and I loved it. Yeah. So. This time around, you could tell it was not like six degrees of separation. It was like two degrees. Yes. Like, everyone knows each other. Yeah. So it's really really nice. And it kind of, it, this, it cuts to a conversation between Finley, Danny, and Sophie, and it's just, like, a weird party vibe. No one's really, I don't think anything specific happened there, because they're just talking. And uh, Finley is getting Finley's getting drunk. Because she's like, oh, it's free liquor. Again. Again. <laughs> like, we get it, you're broke. Yeah, and we get it, you like to drink I guess so that's that's a recurring thing right I think now that's becoming like a dialogue like it's becoming a narrative of Miss Finley is an alcoholic yeah yeah so but then it cuts to like Danny is making weird eyes at someone we realize it's Bet. she goes up to Bet. she confronts oh God, again. Bet again and she's like have you made a decision and <laughs> Bet and Bet is like yeah I decided to let it go. I'm, you know, gonna running for mayor. Yeah. I'm gonna mm-hmm. end it with Felicity. And we're like, okay, cool, I guess. Great. And Bet is, like, her face, and I feel like her inner monologue is like, this is a party, get the fuck away from me. I mean, damn straight, though. Like, you, everyone knows you don't go up to Conduct all, business at a bar that is a birthday party for somebody like especially when it's your boss it's not like the boss is talking to her like subordinate. I know it's very she's so like 
Danny has confronting. no... Confronting. She also doesn't have any understanding of, like, the rules that go out. No. I mean, maybe that's cool, because, like, fuck the rules, but I don't know. I don't really like it. <laughs> yeah, it kind of... I don't know. It's weird. Um... But essentially, that's interrupted by Shane, I believe, like, getting up on, like, a bench and, like, you know, like, doing, like, ding, 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 like, let me make a little toast, and she's like, I didn't really want this party at all, Yeah. but anyone who knows me knows I deserve this, Uh which I thought was fucking great, Yeah. because Shane has never once been self-serving. No, 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 and, and... Yeah, she, I feel like she is the most selfless person on the show, and she gets a bad rap because she is, like, the womanizer type. Right. People think that, but she honestly is the best friend you could have out no, of No, but, like, not even that. Like, she would never, ever in her whole life, like, especially the Shane that they had written, like, be like, the good things that are happening, I deserve them to happen to me. Oh, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the... the the beauty and character development of, like, Shane being fucking 40 years old now and finally being, like, having some so- sort of, like, self-love. It's so beautiful. nice to see. Yeah, it's I was beautiful like, to watch. That's my bitch. Yes. She's wonderful. She's beautiful. She des- deserves to love exactly. herself. Yeah. I was so happy with it. And you can tell she's working on that because of her, like, relationship yeah. with Kiara or whatever. So, yeah. I-, I really enjoyed watching that. It was nice. Um, Then it kind of goes back to Finley talking i want to say to sophie about loving rebecca or whatever and she's like i just don't want to mess it up like the typical Uh i feel like the typical like millennial excuses that we're constantly making to ourselves Mm -hmm. when we're afraid of our feelings (laughs) we're like oh i don't want to mess it up Uh, (laughs) oh my god but yeah Essentially, Finley realizes she loves Rebecca, and Sophie's like, bitch, get it together. You love her. Like, deal with it. And then it cuts to... This is kind of a, a very quick cuts happening in this party. Yeah, there's so much going on. It cuts to Micah. I think he is on a date with... Was it the Tinder guy from last episode? I... Oh, I don't know. Whatever. It's essentially another man... Um, and then he sees the neighbor that he had originally hooked up with and had yeah. gone on dates with. And that was, like, again, the cute date, cute hookup little thing, like, yeah. Um, and obviously there's, like, a little bit of tension, but, like, we don't know what happens, because yeah. then it cuts to Alice and Nat. Alice is super drunk. Alice and Nat, my favorite. Oh, yeah. Love them. And she's like... Essentially going back to what Nat had said to the reporter in the, for the LA Times. And she was like, why do you think I'm, like, hard to be with? And Nat was like, I don't think you're hard to be with necessarily, but, like, we have schedules and we have kids. And there's, like, so many things happening. And so it's yeah. hard to maintain a relationship. She's being very realistic about it. Now right. wants the sort of, like, the very picturesque like it's hard but we're dealing with again the same thing and so she struggled with uh presenting the actual reality of it even even with each other even with Nat like to to recognize a situation where it's like we can be presenting ourselves as something else Mm -hmm. but then we can also know the reality but it seems like she was questioning the actual reality of the situation that makes sense yeah like how are we doing like I thought we were doing good yeah, you know? this this specific situation, like, kind of... I don't know. I feel like it was forced. I feel like this is I the, it was the writers being, like, 
dun dun dun, yeah. trouble is happening. Because right. they had not really showed, like, they haven't written anything bad happening to them. Right. They're just being like, they're in trouble. And we're like, why? Yeah. Like, why are they in trouble? And they haven't really. Because told us every that. time they're together, I'm like, that's what I want. Yeah, like, no, I mean, they're so Because they're a very good domestic lesbian couple. Like, again, back to my obsession. And I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but I just thought this specific moment was forced. I, I don't know why they're trying to create problems. Maybe it's for the drama. Maybe it's for the good TV show. But I don't know. Basically, Gigi comes in the picture. She's, like, pouring everyone champagne. In, like, seconds, Bet and Shane also show up. Um, and Bet is like, we have a gift for you to Alice. Yes. And it's a framed picture of the LA Times, um, cover where it calls Alice the queen of queer, queer. which is so funny and really actually, I I think that's a really catchy phrase. I like that a lot. Yes. Queen of queer. Um, but in the cover photo is Nat. Alice, the children, and Gigi. And Gigi. So you're like, okay. Again, I'm I'm obsessed. I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> I absolutely am. I'm very a big fan. Um, it was really fucking funny because you could tell Alice was bothered by it, and then so was Gigi. <laughs> and that was like cool. Gigi was like, why am I in this picture? Yeah, like she was. I, the, I think she was the first person to say something. Probably. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Gigi is a very self-aware queen. Yes, we love her. I love Gigi. I think she's one of my favorite characters of this, Me too. this season. I think she des- deserves more um, screen time. Yes. But essentially, our dicks were hard. It was... A- yeah. You know, this scene was so much for me. It was Shane, yeah, it was- Alice, Bet, Gigi, and Nat... Every single person we have a crush on was in a scene, in the together. scene together. <laughs> so we it's were like, not even hmm. funny. We were like, j- just lots of screams were, lots of screams, lots of screams. Then it like cuts to a very abrupt cut to Finley drunk on her bike riding to Rebecca's house. Yes, where Rebecca is throwing a very graceful dinner party with her other priest friends. Yeah, they're they're from other they're from they're like religious people because earlier in the episode when Shane or when Finley says that she's having a party, Rebecca also says that she was having people over. And right. So Rebecca really really wanted Finley to meet her friends and Finley was busy obviously, but she decides to come over drunk. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, girl, this was a fucked up scene. I mean, kind of like taking us back to old Elward where, yeah. where they were being really shitty people. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Finley was like, like essentially, she was talking to Rebecca outside of Rebecca's home, not inside, and was essentially saying, I can accept you being a priest because you're not a real priest. Yeah. What does that it's mean? It's almost like, like it's not a real, like... She was looking at her religion as, like, not as intense or not as real as, like, heavy-duty Catholicism or heavy-duty right. Christianity. Which, to Rebecca, is extremely it's hurtful. Yeah. It's, an ins- it's an insult. Because it doesn't, like, your relationship to God or whatever the fuck, it's never fake. Yeah, not- it's, it's not fake. Yeah. So... Just because it's it's not the, the, the religion cutter that, idea. that Finley grew up with. Just because it's not the religion that Finley grew up with doesn't mean it's not as real or as intense as she'd experienced, you know? Yeah, that was that was a really shitty scene to be watching. 
Um, it was because, really sad. Because Finley was so oblivious. She was like, that you're not really, you're not real. What you're doing is not It was authentic. such an insult. Yeah. And she was like, that's okay, though, because I love you. Oof. Honey. I was like, mm, okay. And then Rebecca was like, okay, you need to go. You need to go. And she was, and Finley was like, wait, did you not hear what I said? Like, I love you. And Re- Rebecca was like, get, literally go. Go literally home. Do like, you want me to call you an Uber? And she's like, no, I'm fine. And, I mean, I would have called her an Uber. Right. That was annoying. But also at that point, if you said that to my face, I would be like, girl. It's very insulting. It's Girl, very ride sad. your bike. Yeah. Go ride your bike <laughs> home. Go ride your bike home. I was like, get the fuck out of my house. Oh. That was so fucking rude. I, I don't know. I <laughs> Yeah, it was it was just a sad scene. Like we've all said really shitty mean things, yeah. but that was that was so that was a really tough scene. So then we go back to the party and we learn that uh, Micah dated Danny back in college. He's Micah sort of says that to his like new date mm-hmm. in a little little quick scene. Um and then we see Tess at the party and there's a song playing in the back where the lyrics are I want you to ruin my life is sort of like going over and over again and you see Tess watching Lena and Shane sort of together and she's sort of getting a hint that again things are things are up between them something's going on which is really sad because I really really like Tess I think she's great and it's it's making me sad yeah I think this whole episode we kept saying oh my god I feel so bad for Tess yes every time Tess was on screen I was like I feel terrible for her just because it sucks because also you're introducing a character which we know nothing about. Uh-huh. Who's played by a trans woman, who's like one of the best actresses. Best actresses on, the on show. this show. We'll get into that in a second. Seriously. Um, she's wonderful, but she we don't really... know anything about her. We don't like it. I want an elaboration on who she yeah. is cuz like I feel bad for her. I I in some ways identify with her. I think she's great, but I'm like who who mm-hmm. is she? Then again, we see Micah talking to this, like, new guy, and the guy's like, oh, I'm an actor, you should come to my improv show, and all this stuff that's Typical very, very LA. LA, very LA, um, and, yeah, so that was a, a quick scene, and then we see Alice and Nat kissing, and while Nat is kissing Alice, she looks at Gigi, and she makes eye contact with Gigi. Oh. And then Alice says... This is says, where shit got real. This is where things this started. This is where I literally... This is where... I started screaming and then I never stopped. Never stopped for the next five minutes, okay? Then Alice sort of realizes that Nat is looking at someone else. She goes, where are you looking? And then she realizes she's looking at Gigi and she says, is there a part of her that you that still wants her? Is there a part of you that still wants her? Mm-hmm. Which I will say... I was expecting some, like, jealousy and, like, yeah. and like which I'm expecting it, it's going to come. Yeah. But at the moment, Alice was, like, very into it. Yeah. Mm. And Nat goes, I want you, I want you. And her. And, bitch, I dropped my, I dropped my shit. I had my vodka tonic oh in my hand. My I dropped it, period. Screaming. Love. And then, to add to this, Alice goes, right? Mm. Oh my god! It's, oh my god! It was really stop. It was brilliant. It was I was brilliant. because I, listen, I'm allowed to be horny on the main. Like, yeah, we're being horny on the main. I love to see it. I, <laughs> I love to see it. Um, so then, it cuts. So then to, she cuts. Then 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 Alice grabs or basically like 
they call Gigi over and she comes oh, yeah, over and yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. hi, hi. No, I'm living. Living. Everyone's super fucking drunk. Which, Everyone's so I mean, you drunk. can't have a threesome sober. No. no matter what you say, it's just not realistic. Not realistic. So then we see Micah talking to the neighbor again and Micah's like, can we talk outside or talk somewhere? Because mm-hmm. Micah needs some clarification on what they are, you know? Right. They leave. Then we cut back to Nat, Alice, and Gigi going into another room together. Mm. A room with a bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, Shane. Great. Okay, Shane. <laughs> I know. Miss Alice is horny as fuck. She's I, like, mm, okay. I, I... And it was, like, the longest sex scene to a, to a Billie Eilish song. To a Billie Eilish song. Bitch, I literally, I have no complaints, though. I, I honestly, there's no part of me that can complain. If anything, it should have been longer. <laughs> it um, was a great scene. I thought it was really well done, <laughs> really well acted. I was like, I mean, like we can, I can critique this as a as a film theorist. <laughs> I took one film theory course. Um, it had the female gaze. <laughs> no, I thought it was great though. Like it was super. Uh, it it was taking us back to the L word. It was like so original L word where it was like here's it. all these like really sensual, like sexy, um, sex scenes amongst women, which are really hot and no one's complaining, but like also not that realistic. Am I go am I crazy or was this the f- was there a threesome in the other L word before? I feel like between there was almost a threesome between Jenny, Marina, and the French-Canadian <gasps> woman. You're right. I'll but never it didn't hurt. happen. It, it didn't happen because Jenny was a bitch. You two can have each other. Yeah, I which I don't that. give a fuck. The, Canadi- the French-Canadian woman and Marina are the two hottest women to ever be on the L word, so uh-huh. period. But, um, I don't Was know, this the there... first threesome? I feel like there Someone had to call have been. us out if we're wrong, but I cannot remember one. I think there was one. There though. has to be one. I don't know. Whatever. Okay, someone please call me out. Us, call us yeah. out if there is one that we're not remembering. Or confirm if you're an L-word historian. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, from the th- th- threesome, we see uh, Tess and Lena talking, and Tess confronts Lena. Is like, mm-hmm. do you want to tell me something? Because she, she feels that something is up, and Lena sort of ad- admits well, first, no, Lena is like, no, what are you talking about? Uh-huh. You're lying. Yeah. And then Tess is like, okay, so when you think oh, yes, back. sorry. Like, when you think back about when our relationship ended, it's not that you were cheating on me. It's that you lied to my face right now. And that Which, is. Great writing, I'm going to say. Yeah. I mean, I that's not it. verbatim. She, the way that it was written was way better than what yeah. I'm saying no, right no, now. No, no, no. But I love that point. Yeah, it and, was good. And this is the scene that really made both of us say, Tess, uh, we don't know the actress's name. Yeah, I don't know the actress's but name. But she is a great actress. Because so the scene was a standout of yeah, the episode, I think honestly. It was great, yeah. And that is when Lena admits, mm-hmm. yes, there was a, there's a thing happening between Shane and I. And you could tell, you know. Tess's character is very much like, I knew this was a thing, but I wish was it wasn't. It I was wasn't, hoping yeah. it would prove me wrong. Um, it was heart. It was heartbreaking. It, sucks, it was really sad. Yeah. And it's sad to know that this is, like, the only thing that we know about Tess right now is, like... Yeah, that she's being cheated on. Yes. And I like her a lot. 
Yeah. From the very minimal amount of information we have about her. Right. So I would like to I would like to see more development beyond her like pain. Right. Know? I agreed. Agreed. Um, that was a nice scene though between them. Yeah. Then uh, we cut to Shane's birthday cake, which is a picture from oh, which is another throwback. So iconic. To when Shane had to support her brother, so she did a underwear ad. Yeah, that's why she did that. Where it was a campaign that was based on her that was, like... Androgyny is the new thing. Right. Especially in that, like, what, like, mid-2000s. Like, the... Like, the... Not the weird lesbian, but the, like, lesbian who was not womanly, but still skinny and white. Uh Yeah. (laughs) Was, like, the face of androgyny. Mm -hmm. So... That was, like, what Shane was embodying at the time, and so she was modeling for an underwear ad. Yeah, so the whole thing was, like, you're looking very Shane today. And so on the cake, they said you're still looking very Shane. With like, they added the still, obviously. Which was funny. It was but funny, also, like, yeah. who came up with the, the catchphrase, you're looking you're looking very Shane today? That's, like, I don't terrible. Know. I, I would like to know marketing. how that actually, like, got around and was used. Like, because right. in the L word, L like, Los Angeles were... world, that was, like popular and used and famous yeah they were like trying to do the thing of like in my calvins yeah but like it just didn't make sense you're looking very shamed today i'm like i'm sorry make it make sense make it make sense um and then alice comes into the scene with her hair all fucked up from from having a threesome threesome. and i love it yeah i was like it's bad but it's funny it's funny it's hilarious i'm here for it um and then the episode ends with Kiara oh, walking into the bar. Well, you don't even see who walks in first. It's like Alice looks up. Oh. She's like, oh, fuck. Bet is like, God damn it. Who is like, it? Who is it? Both of us say, Tina. Yeah, we're like, it's Tina. <laughs> it's Tina. Oh, my God, dreams are coming true. <laughs> Tina. It's not Tina. It's Kiara. Looking Shane's amazing. Now ex-wife looking amazing. She's beautiful. She's decked out in her glittery getup. Oh, yeah. She looked great. She says happy birthday. And the end. Roll the credits. End. Roll I credits. was like, mm, okay. Uh, um, I will say mm-hmm. that this episode, I had a lot of fun. I had so much fun. The last few episodes, I was kind of feeling out of it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I kind of understand why people aren't excited about this uh-huh. or whatever i don't know now i'm like getting back into the groove this was so I'm exciting like, mm, okay i mean you like, start a you start an episode of the l word with bet in bed in a hotel having room service with a woman like i'm on board i'm on board but also it, it felt very old l word yes which has its pros and cons to it right like mm. you want it to be evolving and changing and keeping up with the times but also it's like we're watching the show for a reason yes so yes like give me like this is, and the reason is this yes so this episode really catered to my needs and oh, i had a lot of fun watching I it so i thought it was fun. so good but yeah highlights for me definitely tess i love i would love mm-hmm. to see more of tess mm-hmm. um my three favorite characters of this, like, like the dynamic between Gigi, Nat, and Alice, mm-hmm. just all came together. Yeah. In a I, I hope this, I mean, I know it's going to get fucked up. Obviously. Because they're obviously introducing it for a reason. Yeah, and I'm excited to see how fucked up it gets. Yeah, but I don't want it to I don't to want be. it to. I'm, yes. I mean, I, that's, I love their characters a lot already. Yeah. I'm already attaching myself. Yeah. So, I, 
I, I'm enjoying that. No, I, I would like to time. see where it's going, and I'm sad to see where it's going, but I'm I'm excited at the same time. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I'm looking forward to the next season, like the next episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, whereas if you had asked me like last week, I was kind of like, okay, like give me something. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit bored, mm-hmm. but. They gave me something, they gave, yeah. and yeah, they're they're kind of like everything we've talked about. They've done. We're like, oh, they're we're not getting enough cameos. They like gave us Megan Rapino. Yeah, I'm like we're not getting enough drama. They're like giving us drama. So, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. Me too. Um, so thank you for tuning in yeah, to tonight's for episode. Listening. Uh, I hope you guys listen next week. Yeah, come back for episode five. Come back for episode five. Uh, well. That's that. That's that. Have a great new year.